Today we're continuing our conversation about service and measuring our hearts and examining our hearts and seeing if we are doing it for selfish reasons, even though that might sound counterintuitive, but we can actually be serving in a way that serves ourselves instead of serving God. And that kind of defeats the whole point. So I pray that you would kind of stick with me through this conversation this week as we look at some of the ways we can make sure our hearts are in the right place. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are continuing our conversation about serving God and what it means to identify the difference between self-righteous service and service that's really serving the kingdom. I pray it blesses you. The second indicator of self-righteous service versus true service would be what I call the big deal. Um... Years ago, I did a ministry called Sidewalk Sunday School. And one of the things about Sidewalk Sunday School is we did sites around the community in low-income housing areas. And there were some that were government-funded low-income housing areas, and there were some that were just uh, impoverished. And so the difference would be is in the numbers. And so some of those sites, we would have like 100 kids. And some of the other sites, we might have one kid or one family. And it was always interesting to see... Um, the volunteers, the, the people that were on the teams to serve, which sites they would show up at and which ones they wouldn't. If it was a site where there was only one family or just a couple families, I can guarantee you I was almost always by myself or maybe I had my husband or like one other volunteer. If it was a, ser- a site that had a lot of kids, um, lots of volunteers showed up and you might be thinking, well, sure. Yeah, that's because you need more kids, more volunteers. If you have more kids, not really, because we ran the same program 
regardless of the location. And so the same exact things that we were doing, my husband and I would run the games, the snacks, the prizes, the lesson, the Bible story, all of that. We would be doing the exact same thing at both locations. The difference was it was a much better selfie image when you had 25, 50, 100 kids behind you versus one. Or, or five. But what I will tell you is that some of the biggest growth as far as the kingdom impact that happened at some of those smaller sites. And I say all that to say that the big deal is not necessarily the thing we want to chase after. Because if there's one or there's a hundred, God can still do a work. And we know that God can do more in 30 seconds with a kid's heart or somebody's heart than we can in a whole year. So really, it needs to be looking after what God is calling you to do and not going towards the thing that's going to get you the most attention. The third thing um, that we need to look at to determine if it's self-righteous versus true service is external rewards. Um, This is kind of the sentiment that, um, you know, people want to see what's going on. And so people want to seek like this human praise, whereas true service really can be content with hiddenness. In my own life, this looks like... um, the difference between a couple years ago and and my heart i'm i'm saying this as an example but my heart was in the right place with with both of these scenarios but it used to be pre-pandemic i would be on stages and platforms speaking at camps and conferences and churches and all sorts of things all over the country now the majority of what i do is on zoom it's through whatsapp it's you know podcasting it's a lot of hiddenness it might be my voice or my heart or my words out there it's the book that i wrote those kinds of things it's not so much my face anymore. And I think that some people would really struggle with that. And I'm not going to lie, there was a whole transition period for me where I had to really kind of reestablish the calling I think that God had put on my heart and try to figure out what that looked like in a new season. But the calling is still the same. The call to disciple and evangelize, that's still the same. It might look different. But I think if we are chasing after this external reward of getting on the big stage and having the big mic versus, you know, our cell phone podcast recording. There's a big difference there. And so we want to make sure that we are not doing it for the external reward. The fourth thing um, is self-righteous service is results driven, whereas true service is more driven by heart change. And so um, for me, one of the things that this really played out as is I I had been part of a church one time, and I'm sure a lot of churches do this for for various reasons, but um, there was an annual report that was done every year. And part of the annual report, it would, of course, go through all the giving and all the different, you know, areas that they had poured into the community and missions and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that I was responsible for were um, the numbers of the ministries that I was running. And one of the questions was always, how many how many people got saved throughout the year with your programs? And I used to track that. I had to track that. And what started happening was at the end of a service when we had maybe 50, 100, 200 kids, when hands were raised as far as, you know, the end of the service, we're making a a prayer, we're asking kids if they want to make a faith commitment. Instead of paying attention to faces, I was paying attention to hands. 
And it, it, I, I caught myself and I said, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore because I was so busy counting the hands that I wasn't paying attention to the faces. And I care more about the faces of the people that are making a faith commitment so I can disciple them and love on them and point them to Christ. I care much more about that than I do the number of people. And, and I got to the point where I just stopped counting. And so when the annual report time came I didn't have any numbers I don't I don't know I don't know how many kids got saved Jesus knows and honestly that's all I care about it's not about the numbers to me and so there was pressure there's pressure to deliver numbers and so I got in some trouble but the way that I handled that was um I looked at the attendance because I knew that every single kid that came into my classroom or came into one of my ministry environments got a hug either from me or from one of the staff and so I translated those numbers into how many hugs were given out? And we did we did lunches for the kids. So how many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches were made? And those kinds of numbers. Because those numbers are the numbers that matter to the kingdom. The numbers of people that were there. You know, and I understand you have to measure to see are your programs effective? Is there more training needed? All those kinds of things. And I get that. But I hate... I hate it when we equate success in ministry to a number. Um, I don't think that that's what God looks at, and I think that's not what we should be looking at either. Okay, we're going to stop here for today, and I pray that as we start to discuss some of these issues, you would recognize perhaps some attitudes of our heart that might need some work. And I would encourage you not to shy away from that. Because that's this space, this conviction that you're feeling is a space that God wants to grow in you and to work through you. Father God, thank you for the way that you continue to show us yourself and your heart for your kingdom and your people. God, I pray that even right now, you would reveal to us ways that we may have been serving you in a way that was self-serving. And God, we ask your forgiveness for that, that we would have our eyes open to what it means to truly serve you and to truly serve the kingdom and to take ourselves out of the picture and to take the attention off of us so we can point it back towards you. God, I pray for my friends that are listening. I pray that even now in this moment, you would start to reveal the things that you want to do in and through them as they continue to seek you and grow in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, before you go, I just wanted to fill you in on something. I've gotten a lot of questions recently about what's next. People have gone through the She Hears Bible study and they kind of want to have some direction as far as what to do next. Don't worry, I will be writing more studies. But in the meantime, the goal of the She Hears Bible study was to not only help you to learn how to hear Jesus through the example of the six women, in the study, but really for you to have a, a set of tools to use that you can apply to other passages of scripture. So what I have available for you on the resources page of my website is a couple different tools to help you do just that. And depending on your budget, there's lots of options. The first option is just a very simple uh, ESV version book of John Bible journal. And so what that is, is on one side, you have the scripture from the the whole book of John. So on one side, you have the actual scripture verse by verse. And on the other side, you have places to take notes. And so that's a really easy place to continue doing the color method of study. And if you don't have the 
colors that we have designated in the study, those are available. I think they're just a couple bucks in the in the resources page as well. But you can continue to use that color method throughout, you know, one chapter or a, a couple verses. It's a really easy way to do that. And they're small. You can kind of tuck it into your bag. The second resource is similar, except it's all four gospels like that. And so that, that one is done by Hosanna Revival, and they're just beautiful. Um, I love them, just the aesthetic of them. They make me feel really special when I'm working in them. And so that's all four of the Gospels. And that's a little bit more expensive because you're getting the whole set. And then the third option, and there's two different price points depending on what you're looking for, is we have journaling Bibles. And so there's the hardcover that are beautifully painted and then also the leather bound. And what I love about those is when you open them up inside, you will see space in the margins to continue to write. Some people just have a thing about writing in their Bibles. Not me. My Bibles are all marked up. But if you have a thing about writing in your Bibles, this could be a dedicated journaling Bible where you can do the color method and not worry about getting, you know, your study Bible all messed up. And so I pray that those resources bless you. I started putting those in the shop after people started requesting them. And then I realized that I never really told you guys about them unless you private message me. So in case you're looking for what's next, what's more, this is a really good transition after you finish the She Hears Bible Study. I pray that it blesses you. Have a good week, friends. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.